the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer. We're glad you decided to join us today. Remember, you can get access to this message and a full library of teaching from Dr. Greer at gracechurchva.org. As we dive deep into the Word of God, we believe that it changes us and empowers us to think big, do big, and live big. This type of living will not only impact our lives, but will inevitably bless others. So our hope is that this broadcast inspires you to live big. Here's Dr. Greer. See, we're used to being mothered in church. So when a father shows up, we don't know what to do. What is that? Oh, my gosh. It takes a mother and a father to display the image of God. And there's a place for nurturing. It's important. We need it. But there's another side. And we don't call God mama. We call him father. All right. Second Kings 2.12. Man, it looks like I'm taking away my Father's Day gift. I said I'd be short and I'm getting longer and longer. But watch, now you understand why Elisha says this. This has not been said in the Bible this way. Everyone, that, you only said this to your natural father. But this is the first time this is said to someone who wasn't a natural father. He said this, Second uh, uh, Kings 2 and 12. And Elisha saw the chariot and he cried out to Elijah, my father, my what? Father. Elisha considered himself Elisha's son. When he received that mantle, they became family. And then he said, the chariots of Israel and, and his horsemen. And, and so he saw him no more. He was taken up to heaven. And, and he took hold of his own clothes and tore them into to pieces. If the church, this church in particular, is still a consumer transaction, though you've been here for 10 years, something's, something's gone wrong. God intended church to be family. And if you're in any normal family... You might have a sister you love, but then you got that crazy brother. Or you might have a brother you love, but then you got that crazy uncle over there. We can pick our friends, but we can't pick our family. And and in this place, there's going to be all different types of people. Some people you don't really care for. Some people you kind of... Enjoy the company a little bit more, but that's part of family. 
And that's also what makes life interesting. Without it, it would be very, very boring if we didn't have some of the people that get on our last nerve. Stay with me now. All right, 1 Kings 19.20, I got to make speed. And Elisha left the oxen. This young man was, was remarkable. There was no, you know, no wooing or none of that. He just saw the value of the opportunity. You know, maturity is learning to get past the hand you wished you were dealt and working with the hand you were dealt in life. You know, some of the best cooking came out of a person, a mother that went into their, their pantry and there wasn't enough food. So they had to create something. They had to make up something new, use some spices they never used before. And that's where some of the good stuff comes from. So, so you know what? This, we, we won't always get what we want. But we've got to learn to work it and make the best of it. And a lot of times that's good eating. That's good eating. Watch this. He left the oxen and ran after Elijah. Elisha's focus was not on how well or how long Elijah communicated with him. The only question in his mind was, was it God? A lot of folks, man, oh, what they look like, what they feel like, da, da, da. That's just, what? The real question is God in it. And if God's in it, I'm in it. But we got to put aside some of that touchy-feely stuff and get to the fundamental question is, Lord, where you are, I want to be also, period. No question mark. It says, he left the oxen and ran after Elijah. You don't want to get ahead of God. Neither do you want to lag behind God. But when God moves, you got to learn to move, even if you don't care for the package. Even if it wasn't rolled out just perfectly. Even if it seems like it was just thrown at you, don't miss God. Because you're temperamental. I say this a lot. An opportunity of a lifetime only lasts the lifetime of the opportunity. So you got to learn to run. Some things go better. They go down better when they're hot. And you got to run and, and strike while it's hot. When God says it, do it. Don't wait to every, all the stars line up and all that. Just do it when God says it. And that ought to be enough. And he said to him something that I think is really, really instructive. And, and, and I wish more people really understood what he says here. He said, Please let me kiss my father and my mother. You don't have to leave with an attitude. Oh, I'm going to my next level. Y'all behind me, y'all beneath. No, no, you don't have to leave with an attitude. He left them with a kiss. You can go thanking the people and thank you for what, you, what you've been to me these last few years. Thank you for the time of my, my life you walked me through. You don't have to leave with an attitude. You're not part of my future, and I'm not part, but, but I thank you for the past. I celebrate the past. I thank you for your sacrifice. I thank you for what you've done. And, and that's how Elisha handled it. He said, please let me kiss my mother and what? My, my, my father. So we also see here, in order for him to take hold of the new, he had to let go of the, the old. A divided heart can never focus. And focus is where the power is. 
A hundred cuts independently will not chop down an oak tree. Not a big one. But let me tell you something. If you use that same axe and you strike that tree in the same place a hundred times, it's going down. Focus makes all the difference in the world. And you, you, can't, you can't go into the future connected to the past. You got to let some things go. And I, and I know I'm being pastoral today, but I meet so many people. Well, at my last church, I'm like, well, why aren't you there then? This ain't your last church. I'm not your last pastor. I can't be him or her. I can't. I can only do me, do the best me. And, and, and guess what? If me is not okay, stay with me now, stay with me now. Let me kiss mom and dad, and then, watch this, I will follow you, you. He didn't say, then I'll follow God. He said, I'll follow you. Here's the good news and the bad news all at the same time. God's greatest blessings come in human packages. So sometimes you got to get past the people to get to the treasure. The Bible says it this way. He places, God places his treasure in earthen vessels. You see, Elijah was rough around the edges, but he was what Elisha needed. What we want is not always what we need. When I go to the store and I want a Coca-Cola, I don't go in there talking about I'm looking for the prettiest can. The can for me is basically irrelevant. Who drinks the soda for the can? You drink it for the content. And when you're done with the can, you shrink it and you, you, know, you, you squeeze the can. You're through with the can. But what happens is, Because of people's cans, we feel we could just sit on our can and never really access the treasure. I'm just, here's the deal. If you're like that, it's because you're not thirsty. Because you're not thirsty. A can is just a package. And God's problem is he can only use you and me. So what comes out of me is going to come through me. I'm sorry about that. I apologize in advance. But that's the only way he could do it. Now, I'm not going to try to be an obstacle. I'm not going to try to get in your way. You know, a can is designed with an opening on top so you don't have to mess with the can so much. You can get right to the stuff. And that's what I try to do. But. There's a lot of people dying of thirst because they're saying, I don't like those cans. They're not the right color. They're not the right texture. I'm saying you're not hungry enough. You're not thirsty enough. You too doggone prissy if that's your attitude and you're not going to make it in these last days till you get over yourself, past yourself, and get what you need for your situation. I feel like God's given me a Father's Day gift. He let me be daddy today. And I feel free. Thank you for letting me talk the way I need to. 
And Elijah said to Elisha, after he threw his mantle, he said, go back again. There's something else we, we need to learn. Everybody you want may not want you when you first want them. My wife made me work. First ring I brought to her, she laughed at me. Here's the, the next point. If it's, if it's important to you, you'll find a way. If it's not, you'll find an excuse. Let me tell you something. If you're looking for an excuse in here, you're going to find it. But if you're looking to find a way, God will make a way out of no way. Stay with me. We're almost there. And he said to Elijah, go back again. Number, uh, this is not a number, but it's going to show up on your screen. No is only a test to see how much you want it. All the promises in him are yes and amen. If God said yes, whoever's saying no is just God's test to see how much you want it. Can you get past that obstacle? Can you get past that no? Or do you need a cheering committee for every decision you make? There'll be two people in line for the CDs after service. He said, go back again. Watch this. This is Elijah speaking. He just threw his, his, his mantle at him. For what have I done to you? See, he was trying to say, Elisha, your commitment can't first be to me. It got to be to the Lord. Because if you're with me only as long as I'm perfect, only as long as I got it together, we're not going to last long. But if you're with me as long as God is in it, we can make it forever. So he's saying, listen, don't try to negotiate no deal with me. Talking about, well, I'll, if you give me this, I'll do that. And don't try to do that. No, 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 no. You got to follow me because you're ultimately following God. Because uh, on the journey, you know, I, I had some tough days. Matter of fact, I just came out of the depression and I'm still in ministry. That's, that's what he said. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about Elijah. Okay. <laughs> but to be honest with you, I had some moments. Okay. Elijah, Elijah got depressed and he got angry. He got upset sometimes. It's like, listen, man, you can't just follow me. This got to be about if God's not in it, we're not going to make it. That's why our marriages don't make it. No. As long as you're 135 pounds, as long as my dinner is warm, as long as, you know, all these things are in line, we're going to stay together. We're going to make it, baby. But let dinner be cold a couple times. Let it be 15, 20 pounds after the first baby. Hear what I'm saying? Then all of a sudden, I feel like I'm falling out. I don't feel the same way I used to feel. I'm not talking down at you. I'm talking about someone who's a fellow pilgrim in life. Sometimes the love keeps the marriage, but sometimes the marriage keeps the love. And you got to make a commitment. Honey, I'm with you. We're going to work this thing out. Now, I, I said till death do we part. I ain't dead. I might feel like killing you sometimes, but, but listen, but listen, 
Listen. <laughs> we gonna work it out. Y'all better get me from behind this pulpit. All right, I, I have one more verse left, and I'm through. <laughs> so Elisha turned back from him. So the rich boy walked away. Not exactly. He took a yoke of oxen, and he slaughtered them, and he boiled their flesh using the oxen's equipment. This would be like a farmer taking a sledgehammer to his John Deere. He not only ate the animal, he destroyed the yoke that made it so two animals can cooperate and get the, the work done. This was big. Elijah didn't do a whole lot of talking and explaining. Elijah was a show-me guy. And you got to learn the language of the people around you in your life. Some people you got to talk to, you can talk to, other people you got to show. And you got to know who you're dealing with. So Elijah is just like, you know, you know, the older generation, you know, dads kind of just threw stuff at you. You figure it out. That's the way they did it. Our generation, we talk our kids to death. Now, there's a place for both. We need to come to a happy medium. I'll be done in just a second. I'll be done. Well, Elijah was a man that he just showed you. You know, kind of like the man, well, well, I did not marry you. Why do you want me to say I love you? I married you 20 years ago. Now, that ain't right, but that, that's the generation. To show, you know, I, I show up every night, you know, and I, I, I do what I do. It's just show me, generation. I do it, okay? Not saying it's right, okay? So, watch this. Elisha adapted. Pay attention. Pay attention. You know why dinosaurs are extinct? They couldn't adapt. You want to become extinct? Stop being flexible. Stop adapting. Elisha was, okay, you're a show me guy. So I'm going to show you. He didn't go and argue with him. He didn't debate with him. Say, you shouldn't have talked to me. No, no. He said, okay. You show me. Let me show you. So he showed his commitment by burning his bridges. His ox was his means of doing his work. He burned the yoke, ate the ox, he burnt the bridge. One of the most difficult questions and decisions you're going to have to face in life is to know what bridge to cross and what bridge to burn. Elisha was willing to show his commitment by burning a bridge. Men, when we get married, we need to burn some bridges. Certain numbers ought to come out of our cell phones. Let's go a step back. When we're engaged, we need to burn some bridges. Certain numbers should not show up on our call logs. I'm preaching better. And you saying amen, but it's good for you. And Elisha is a sweetheart, though. In the midst of a situation, he could have got bitter and angry. He's sweet. Keeps it sweet. And that's real strength, keeping it sweet in the midst of nastiness, you know? That's when religious people get nasty, you know? Okay, y'all. Okay, anyway. And Elisha gave it to the people. He had a party. He celebrated and ate. 
He wasn't feeling sorry for saying, woe is me, no one understands me, and, and oh, he hurt my feelings. No one knows my feelings, and I have every excuse to walk away. I don't love God anymore, none of that. In the midst of what could have been offense, he celebrated. And not only that, he celebrated the people that had been in his life. He celebrated his mom and dad and those who work with them, and he, and he loved on them. And he had this, this, this last moment with them, and, 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 and he said, hey, man, I'm, I'm for you. I love you. And, and matter of fact, let me use what's happening in my life to be a blessing to you. And you want to keep it as sweet as you can. Then, after closing the last chapter rightly and sweetly, he arose and followed. Elijah. Like Elijah, my dad didn't just tell me how to live. He lived and let me watch. Sometimes one of the greatest opportunities you can have is not so much a lesson spoken, but to have access to people and let them, and they could watch. This guy mentored him. Elisha did not know how to be a prophet, but Elijah had become a prophet and had been a prophet, was not a perfect prophet. But he demonstrated and lived before Elisha. And dads, what we do, we can't just tell it. We got to live it. We got to demonstrate it. Again, my dad lived and let me watch. Men, live, let your daughters, let your sons watch. This last verse is going to surprise you. And he became his servant. Surely, he became assistant pastor. Surely, he became the head of the deacons. I mean, after all that, God obviously is going to do something great in the next 10 minutes. <laughs> but that's the attitude we face. I serve for 10 minutes. They better recognize and understand who I am. I don't have to be no. I did it for 10 whole minutes. All right. Just show of hands just before I finish. Will anyone come back? Will anyone in the room come back? Okay, about 50% of you. Okay, we, we, we just cleaned out the rolls. All right. I'm laughing, but I'm not laughing. Then he arose and followed Elijah and became his servant. You have to learn to follow before you lead. One of the best ways, a sure way of becoming a good dad by first learning to be a good son. You say, well, my natural father wasn't there. Well, you are a son of the most high. And the thing that makes you a good father is first learning how to be a son. Elijah was not the model of perfection. But Elisha submitted to Elijah, served Elijah. And when you read the sacred record, Elisha did twice as many miracles as Elijah. You want a double portion? You might have to serve the last generation 
before you break big and bad in your generation. You may have to honor those who went before you, before anyone of your contemporaries salute you and honor you. We're talking about Father's Day and fatherhood. Those of us that, that have dads that, that are still alive, they might not have been everything. They might have done a lot of things wrong. The Bible says this, honor your mother and father that it might go well with you and you live long on their... It didn't say approve of everything they did. It said honor them. Honor them. And when you honor... I don't care what he did. Just honor, his, honor the fact that he donated the DNA. And if that was the extent of his contribution, honor him for that part of the contribution. I honor you. For as little as you, I honor you. And you think that's about making him feel better. The reality is the spiritual principle. You can't be right till you get that right. You can't live long. You can't be until you get home base right. Your life in the world's not going to be right. And I know we come through some bad situations. Many of them, but not all of us. They're, you know, 20, 30% of us, they're good. And sometimes talking about the bad, we miss those that, that showed up every day. And we're faithful. This has been Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer, the radio broadcast ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live big. Listen to this message and much more from Dr. Greer for free at gracechurchva.org. We invite you to join Dr. Greer and the Grace Church family here in Dumfries, Virginia, not far from Quantico Marine Base. We would love to meet you and have you join us for worship, teaching, and fellowship every Sunday and Wednesday. Get directions, service times, and much more at gracechurchva.org. That's our time for today. Join us weekdays at this time for the teaching ministry of Dr. Derek Greer. And remember, until next time, live big. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.